0: So, did you like it? A film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. We're just going to be two friends at the end of the movie that ask, so did you like it? I'm Sir Square and joined as always by my co-host.
1: I'm El Rata Alata.
0: God, your Spanish is horrible. And that's right. You know, we took horrible Spanish lessons by watching The Batman, the fourth Batman movie we've watched in this little series exploring different generations of the character that have come to the big screen. And just to have some fun with it. And, yeah, it, it, uh, written and directed by Matt Reeves. It's got Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell. It's a stacked ensemble cast. And it's
1: three hours. Three hours. Uh, yeah, it was. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it was. We watch hey. these movies
0: pretty hey. late at night, my guy. You know we'll that, get right? we to
1: the... We'll get to the so did you like it part later. Yeah. But damn, do movies not need to be this fucking no, long? No, Cut like, this bitch down. Can I just say? I don't say, care what character development we lose on. I
0: want to say, like, since we're not having a guest episode next week, the next movie we watch, like, mandatory has to be an hour and a half. Like, I. The, the last Shit. three episodes we have done, these Batman films, like, just two and a half hours two hours 45 minutes two hours and 56 minutes i love the cape crusader guys i'm a huge fan of batman i watch a lot of batman whenever i read a lot of batman comics whenever like i'm bored like it's gonna be a batman
1: movie i put on but oh my gosh man you know I took you for a Lord of the Rings when you're bored. Kind no, of that version.
0: was me when I was a kid. I still love Lord of the Rings, but, like, now when I watch those oh, okay. movies, it's kind of just, like, every now and again, I'll put it on, and, like, I have to watch them in chunks because, like, I don't have four hours, now because I don't watch theatrical edition Lord of the Rings. I only watch extended editions now. There's no point in the theatrical versions anymore. There really isn't.
1: mm mm-hmm. It's the only one I've seen.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna force you through those. That's like a whole like twelve hour experience.
1: I'm gonna. I'm telling you right now because you said like next movie just an hour and a half tops. And I'm gonna telling you right now whether the movie is an hour and a half tops. I'm leaving after an hour and a half. So if the, movie's like, <laughs> the movie's like two hours, or if it's like an hour and forty minutes, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna miss the last ten minutes. So tell me how it ended. <laughs> Bye. Out of here. Oh my gosh
0: honestly where are you
1: going cuz i'm going to bed
0: (laughs) i don't blame you i don't blame you like that uh, before we really get into the meat of the movie and what we thought and like everything's like this is kind of a growing trend like i just heard that christopher nolan's next film oppenheimer is over three hours long and i get it oppenheimer is a big big person in history and what 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 have you but Man, I can't be in a theater for three hours anymore. like the like I did that for Avatar Two, and like I happily went to the bathroom because I was like, this movie does not need to be this long. It's a growing trend that I feel like is starting to really eat away at the movie going experience because, like when I'm at home, it's already really hard to sit down and watch a two hour film.
1: yeah, I just don't have time for i I, I kept complaining like you like I think since college. Uh, before this whole thing that i would always complain that like i just don't have time for movies i i just that was a growing feeling i had and i didn't understand why and it wasn't until i think one day when i was telling you that like because you were like oh yeah it's only two and a half hours i was like what do you mean only two and a half hours that's fucked up man you're like (laughs) that's just how long movies are and i was like and i was listing all these movies that like i like this with that one you're like Wow, movies have gotten longer, haven't they? I said, you know what? That's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think me and you both had a revelation that day. You're slightly, <laughs> uh, you've been molded, and they have got you where they want you, where you're just like, yeah, it's a two hour, two and a half hour to three hour experience. That's what, that's what movies are. While I'm just like, man, I just don't got time. Like, I think, I think directors are just too precious with their fucking movies now that they don't allow editors to do their jobs. Not only do they make the movies through hours, they tout the fact that, like, oh, the director's cut's gonna come, and it's gonna have an hour and 40 minutes worth of extra content. You're like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, there's a reason things get put on the cutting floor.
1: <laughs> Not anymore, they don't! But here's the thing.
0: Like, I will say... I, I wanted to start off with this energy of, like, complaining about how long the movie is. But I I will say this. Even though it is two hours and 56 minutes... It used its time wisely. Like, maybe a certain scene went on a little bit too long, but nothing really comes to mind. Everything at least led as a... Like, it followed all of what it needed to to be a coherent story. and actually feels like a really good detective movie. Like, if you stripped away Batman and just put, like, this character as, like, a
1: private eye who takes on
0: a case that, like, no one thinks is solvable... You got yourself a really
1: decent noir film here. It's possible that we could have, like, either smooshed some scenes together or maybe reorganized things to where some stuff could have taken out because it became comical to me the amount of times we're back there on the same fucking rooftop with the fucking Batman <laughs> searchlight and to the point where it just became like, fucking Bruce, you're here again? And it's just, it's like he's just there, just like, sulking to Selena Kyle or to fucking Gordon. Just like, I don't know anywhere else to go <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'll make i
0: will argue that point though because one thing this movie does i feel better than any other comic or batman movie we watched out of the four is it is a comic book movie like it is not an interpretation of a comic book made into a movie this is a straight comic book movie the amount of silhouette shots the amount of looking out over the horizon towards the sun, towards either the dusk or the dawn, where you see the skyline, uh, the inner monologues, which you can perfectly see as like those little caption boxes, a little square caption boxes just with at a little the beginning bat symbol, you
1: know. Weren't the no? It
0: was throughout the movie. He had oh. he would have those little moments where he was thinking in his head and like those are those moments, and I really enjoyed
1: that. I only remember hearing him doing the narration at the beginning and at the end. I don't there remember a few parts else. in
0: the middle, too. I do, and like, it, it uh. even got a laugh out of me, because like, it even had the kind of comic book writing where it just like, they're in the shadows, ready to strike like snakes. Like, the way he delivers that line is just like, I laughed, but I actually felt like it was a comic book. Like, it, it felt good. I feel like yeah, that one of the
1: things. I was just thinking that's the kind of dorky delivery with the snakes thing that like I feel like was in the first Christopher Nolan one with the you rattle cages.
0: <laughs> also rattle cages. <laughs> He's just like all right, shut Someone up. Someone <laughs> who also
1: wants to rattle the cage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like with Christopher Nolan's Batman with Christian Bale and everything, it was like you would slip comic book elements into it, but you still wanted to be grounded in reality. This movie was just like. While it still had realistic things in it, it could go anywhere because of the way it is made. The way it is designed. Like the way they even tease the joke even yeah. though like they threw the Joker in and it was kind of just like it's not like a really throwaway scene, but it is a scene to just show you like where Gotham is in its like time with Batman. Like, we could legitimately go anywhere with this series.
1: I think I'd have to revisit it to... Because I don't know that I fully am on board with this. Maybe I'd have to rewatch it under that lens of, of maybe like, oh, yeah, you can totally see it. Because I just saw it. As, it's just a movie-ass movie to me. Um... The Joker thing, if I were being charitable and on the side of like, yeah, hey, look, this is a cool thing there, didn't I mean, I think it could be cut, but um, if I wanted to be charitable and say like, yeah, hey, look, this is a thing, it wasn't necessary, but like, it's in there, it's world building, it'd be a lot... It, I mean, once again, charitably, it could be like those like weird guys on stilts in mm-hmm. like Mad Max Fury Road, where they're just there, and it doesn't serve a purpose, but you're like, what? This... This means something. Something happened to make these people like this. And so, you know, you could say the same thing for the Joker scene where it's like, oh, this man is established here in this fucking nuthouse, man. I
0: understand the concept of the scene, too, because they wanted to show Riddler's reaction to being foiled. But, like, they could have maybe gone a different direction with it. Because they actually had another Joker scene that was cut from this movie that it was rightfully cut. Like, it was a, it would have been a bad idea to put this scene in the movie. Because I would have taken something away from it. Where, like, Batman sits down at Arkham with the Joker. And they're, like, discussing this case. Uh, like, Like, what's going on with Riddler. And throughout the scene, like... The camera always is kind of out of focus when it comes to the Joker, and slowly gains a little bit of a clearer image of what he looks like. So
1: he'd be like his Hannibal Lecter kind of thing. Or yeah, Calendar Man.
0: That's the problem with the the character with like the relationship between Batman and the Joker, though. Once you put the Joker in it, that's there's a lot of pressure to scene. that. You know, like yeah, it's overdone as it is because the Joker is literally a relationship we've explored in so many different ways throughout Batman's career and everyone yeah. always wants more. I understand that, but you've all like, we've already done so many interpretations of the Joker for these Batman movies that I kind of like the idea that Matt Reeves is going with, with like, we're going to throw that scene in there. We're going to show you that. Yes, he does exist, but honestly, We just did that for you, and there is a huge chance we are never going to touch that character again. (laughs)
1: This is more like there, nerds. See, he's real. He exists. (laughs) Moving on. Moving
0: on. Because, like, in interviews, both Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves have gone on the record saying, like, they don't. They're not really interested in exploring the Joker. Like, I love the Joker. I love comic books with the Joker. I've always explored like different interpretations, but like it, it does over. Like the Joker overshadows the Rogues Gallery for batman and like i i liked that we got to start with the riddler and the penguin and falcone and just like really like set up the like darker aspects of gotham without having to go to the more chaotic just insanity of gotham like there was structure to the crimes
1: in this movie yeah the dark knight plays with that a little bit but this one really makes the uh the mob criminal element the organized crime Mm -hmm. not the psychotic criminals of the forefront (laughs) Granted, there is a psychotic uh, criminal, but you know uh, it does highlight. I think more than any other ones the uh, the uh, well, I I don't know because also the Jack Nicholson one. Once again, he is a psychotic Joker, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it is a part of mob crime and gangster, yeah, you know, gangsters and all that. Um,
0: Which now, since
1: we've jumped into
0: like the concept of like the mob scene of this movie, what was your opinion on Colin
1: Farrell as uh, the Penguin? Colin Farrell disappeared. Colin Farrell was not in this movie. Um, which I mean that in a great way. Like, holy shit. Like, I was, you know, you want to make fun of the guy because the bullseye <laughs> because <of> bull, <laughs> but, uh, just because of bullseye doesn't matter yeah. any other
0: movie he's did who cares about in bruges who cares
1: about the no, banshees no no bullseye. you bring well okay you bring up uh, bullseye because it's like hey remember the last time this guy did a fucking comic book movie i didn't even know colin ferrell that was even colin ferrell till, till you being like a smug ass like wow you can barely even tell it's him getting the reaction you want where we're like what the fuck no, that's i, I didn't <laughs> want a reaction like that because
0: um, one yeah. i thought you already knew this because i Let's be real. When you know, when we were working together, I would not uh-huh. shut up about movies coming out. When I, and I showed when I heard, you stuff.
1: When I heard this movie was coming out and I heard he was going to play penguin, uh, I completely forgot about it. And I See? it's not like I so ever saw my- like I never saw any, like, project, production, you know, pictures or anything like that. Being like, hey, this is what he looks I like. I showed a you production pictures. You also said you showed me The Dark Knight Rises, and I don't remember I watching did. it until we watched you it for this podcast. You just legitimately,
0: like, you weren't we, weren't, we were at work, you were not even drinking, and you still blacked that out.
1: How, how often do you think I'm paying attention to movies that I probably don't even think I'm going to watch, man? I
0: mean, I just, <laughs> I wanted to grow closer as friends. I'm sorry.
1: But anyways... Uh, he uh, he did really well in this, and honestly, he had—I don't know if it was supposed to be intentionally funny—but he had probably the funniest scene, where <laughs> it was the 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 thing I alluded to with the Rata Alata thing, where even like uh, even um, Alfred is like, yeah, Spanish is terrible, but there you go, that's what it translates to. You are uh, El Rata, Alata whatever. And Batman is just like, all right, I'm on it to get the case. I don't know, I'm, I'm doing a terrible Batman. <laughs> of, um, I'll get to I'll get to uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman in a bit, but I was like, all right, I'm on the case, whatever. And so he like gets that bit of information. He's running with it. He's got a good uh, theory going and a good idea, but it's not matching up. They're like, you know, it's red with wings. Who could that be? And, you know, even though obviously it's like that's a that's what people call a bat, but whatever, man. Um. And so yeah, they're trying to figure out who's the red, who's the red, and this and that. And like one of the one of the ones they go on is penguin. So they finally, after this intense car chase scene, they 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 trap the penguin. Him and Gordon are like confronting him and they're like, Who's rata il rata lata, whatever? Fucking penguins there's like What are you kidding? Me? The Spanish is fucking terrible. It's La Rata. Like <laughs> At least get the get the you know, the gendered uh you know Words right in Spanish kind of thing. <laughs> and so, and so, like, you have this funny moment where, like, fucking Batman, who's been so sure that he's been following the right lead, is like, oh, shit. And fucking Gordon's just like, hey, are you sure he didn't just fuck up? And he's like, I don't know. He might have fucked up. <laughs> no. No, it's possible. It's fine. No. Nah, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's shut up. Yep. <laughs> and they just leave Penguin there. <laughs> you
0: know what I really love, too? When they later, like, get that moment where they're messaging the Riddler on the computer and he asks about Elrata Alata and he says like is it the penguin and he's like hmm interesting as if like suddenly realizing oh shit that's like a legitimate like guess he could have made how could I not have thought of the penguin either as an obvious like oh yeah this dude is legitimately named after a flightless bird while this dude's last name is a foreign word for
1: falcon is that is is that how you read that? I kind of read that when he said "interesting." Like, oh, he went in that direction. That's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, didn't didn't think he'd take it there. <laughs> but
0: it's like here's the thing, though. That was a legitimate guess. Like, let's because they even they even said too, where it's just like penguin was high up there too, to where like he could have been a legit informant against Maroni because. He knows the ins and outs of the business
1: just as well as yeah, Falcone does. The problem is when you find out how much Riddler actually does know that he knows it's not the penguin.
0: But did you think the Riddler might have thought to himself like maybe I didn't set up the clues. Maybe maybe Elrata Alata El was the wrong way to go with kind of pointing toward Falcone like maybe could kind of have uh, used a different so, kind of metaphor? So you-
1: you're using your, like, dungeon master brain, where you're just like, did I give them the wrong clues? Oh, shit. Did I set them up to come up with the wrong solution?
0: Huh? <laughs> like, sometimes you do that, though. Sometimes you're just like, you're not going, like, you had this really great idea in your head, but then you forget that other variable where it's just like, ah, shit, they could go up in that direction. My bad. Yeah. It is a little undercut. Let's be by... real. Riddler was, like, hosting the most no-holds bar, like... All lives Escape on the table, room. Like, <laughs> Escape Room Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> campaign. Oh, I felt really bad for saying that, considering, like, all the people this character killed for his perfect campaign. <laughs>
1: hey, sometimes people like that grim, dark realism, man.
0: Uh you know, people have told me sometimes I take it a little too far, but at least I've never gone this far. Coward.
1: Step up your game.
0: You know what? You know what? Don't make me get on those fringe sites. Okay, what did you think of what What did you think of John Turturro as Falcone? Like in the brief moments we had him,
1: Um, unfortunately, John Turturro is one of those actors that once you see him, it's John Turturro. But it was uh, good. I liked I liked this uh, depiction of Falcone. Kind of an ass. Well, kind of really an ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that you went with already ass, but no, it's just like no, I need to really emphasize it. I gotta put that. Do um,
1: it. That's that's a storyline they've done before. Is it? It's the Dark
0: Knight where they used him. Oh Wait, oh, no. Oh. no. But is
1: that a Dark Knight where they did the whole, like, his dad uh, did surgery to save his life?
0: No, no, no. So, in Batman Begins, Falcone is in that one. And in the
1: Dark Knight, it's Maroney. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think which uh, comic book. Because there's a comic book that has that same plot line where, like, he gets shot... Bruce Wayne, I know they do it in like the Telltale Batman yeah, game, no, but I thought there was a comic book that also does that. It is.
0: I can't remember which one it is. But you're right. Is it that like is... the Long
1: Halloween
0: maybe? It actually might be the Long Halloween. And I have that one. And I read it recently. It might legit be that one.
1: But yeah, he. Um, so that that's a plot line they've done before, and I thought it was um, pretty good here. You know, you like the idea that it's like, were the Waynes corrupt, though? Did they completely dispel that? by the end well, yeah, no. well they i don't know they, they kind of it down but they Alfred they do it with a, with a Thomas Wayne being like he he didn't he didn't know it go that far your dad was really sorry <laughs> well
0: it's like a situation where like it wasn't that he was fully absolved but you could understand what was going on because like if you compare like like just time period alone like if this movie takes place uh, around like the same year it came out then when Bruce was a child, it was like the 90s, you know? And mental illness still wasn't looked upon in the best light. So sure. he really cared about his wife. He didn't want his wife's like secrets just plastered all over the press for everyone to see. So he made a bad decision and turned on someone who said that he could rely on without realizing, oh shit, I'm Thomas Wayne. This is a bad idea. This could be leverage against me. And all he wanted was just for the story to go away. He was hoping that, like, Falcone would just kind of, like, scare him into just getting rid of the story so his wife would be protected. Like, if he had to drop out of the campaign, he was not going to give a shit. He wasn't going to care. But as long as his wife's secrets were kept uh, in the dark and just for herself and for the family, he was going to be fine with that. But then, of course, you know uh Falcone was just like
1: oh fuck that i'm gonna kill this guy and now you owe me shit You ever play the the batman telltale game i did not i think as a batman fan you would like it because that one takes a real like that one decides fuck it we're going in on the wayne's hands being dirty (laughs) they are they have done some fucked up shit and it is like eventually in the story it becomes not ambiguous
0: (laughs) oh i love when they do that i remember the the thing the things that they have
1: done to to for the wayne family name um it's yeah it's fucked up so yeah that one's got some interesting stuff also has some kind of dumb stuff but eh,
0: you know Uh, i love when they do that i remember at a comic series where bruce wayne finds out that like he's actually not even a wayne and the wayne family is actually not even the original wayne family their descendant actually killed the last living Wayne and took his place so he could take over the land that became Gotham. Skinner. And you're just like, oh, wow. Your family just kind of sucks, Bruce.
1: So I will say, um, Robert Pattinson, I'm going to come back to what I mentioned before. Because I was doing a bad doing a bad Batman impression because it's dumb and I like doing bad Batman impressions. Or uh, well, I can't do good ones, so I just draw, lean on the bad ones. But uh, I don't know if this is gonna be a hot take or not i think aside from bat ben affleck batman he has the best batman voice
0: i, I actually do agree
1: i kind of really li- and i really like the voice changer i think it's a really good choice for batman It' good for technological batman if you want to go back to like the especially uh, since
0: they were doing like the dark knight rises
1: yeah, if you want to go back to, like, Kevin Return, Conroy so. era, like, it's the 50s or 60s or whatever, uh, and you want to get that Batman, it wouldn't make sense for him to have voice changer. So non-voice changer Batman here with this one, Uh, he does a good Batman voice. He's
0: just, like, he doesn't want to speak that much. It's a low tone. And, like, here's the thing. His Batman and Bruce Wayne voice are distinguishable. The, uh, the Batman voice is low, a little bit raspy, and... It's, like, a very kind of personal kind of voice. Like, he doesn't... He's not going to be overheard easily. Um, While Bruce Wayne, like, it's a different kind of... uh, He talks with just, like, a little bit more normalcy in his voice. And he is... as Also as if he's already dead, too. Like, he has... He's just brooding. He's very much... It's very interesting, because I actually read that it turns out when Matt Reeves was writing the character and when he was thinking about Bruce Wayne... His idea was Kurt Cobain. When he thought about this version of Bruce Wayne, he thought about Kurt Cobain, and it was specifically, like, uh, the last years of Kurt Cobain's wife, just, like, a sad man in a decrepit mansion.
1: All right. Yeah, it
0: was just like, damn, dude, damn, that, that's dark. But, like, he they hit that tone really well. Like, throughout the movie, Alfred's trying to get Bruce to, like, do stuff for the company so they don't lose everything, and, like, he is just ready to watch everything burn around him for, like, the sake of his mission. Like, he doesn't care that his entire house around him is just falling apart. He just wants it all over he's with. He's
1: such a sno- snotty bitch to Alfred, too. <laughs> like, every turn, <laughs> this poor man, Andy Circus does really good sad eyes. <laughs> I, I felt really Andy Serkis
0: in this movie. I because... love him as, as uh, Alfred.
1: Because he does the whole, like, you're not a Wayne, you're not my dad, and then, like, he even, like, he doesn't chastise him, he's 100% understanding every time, even when he hands him, like, the Wayne cufflinks to, like, you know, oh, here yeah, you can't go without these, and he hands him one that have the Wayne, uh, you know, Wayne uh, initials on it, yeah. and he says, oh, would you a Wayne? He said, well, your dad gave them to me, and it was a big, like, ooh, but he doesn't make a thing about it and it's up to the point where this man opens a package and explodes that from a thing that was meant for Bruce He's in the hospital. He's been passed the fuck out. The first thing he sees when he finally wakes up is Bruce Wayne. And he's so happy to see him. And he's like, you fucking lied to me. <laughs> my dad my, my dad had some people killed. Why didn't you tell uh, me they were such awful people? You son of a bitch, Alfred. And he has the saddest fucking eyes that this is the first thing he hears when he was so happy to see Bruce at his bedside. And I'm just like... Oh, I feel so bad for Alfred.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, but it's still March. So I have to do it. So basically he wakes up and Batman just does the whole, you lied to me. You lied to me. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That I. when I watch that scene, I don't know if I want to scream or laugh because it's just like, I don't even know what to think about with Bruce in this scene, I really don't, it's just like, I know there's a lot going on in your head, man, and there's a lot of childhood trauma you haven't worked out yet, but seriously, this dude just woke up after taking a bomb for you, could you not cut him, like, fucking five minutes of slack, could you not just say like, hey, I'm just so happy you're alive, no, you immediately chastise him, and demand that he tells the entire story of what happened with your parents.
1: Yeah, like, honestly, the relationship between Bruce and uh, Alfred, I think, was was a part that I just didn't like. And I think it was intentional, I guess, because he treats him like just a butler. Like, he doesn't treat him like he's a friend, a family friend, a family member. Uh, sometimes he doesn't feel like he treats him like an equal human being. It's kind of fucked up and he Alfred just helps him. Well, at he least just... we
0: do see that like moment when Batman's driving and like calling the Wayne Manor over and over, just like screaming Alfred's
1: name trying to get him to yeah. answer. So sure, like, but it's deep deep down still down undercut by him being a fuck with the moment he's like, you know, you lied to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna deny that. I'm not gonna. But it's
0: just kind of like how it feels like Robert Pattinson's like playing that way where you're just like, "Oh,
1: you love your dad." He's like, "No, shut up! I don't love my dad. Fuck you." Yeah, I mean, uh, once again, I think I because like I said, I don't like the relationship because he sucks so bad to Alfred, <laughs> and Alfred is nothing but kind and giving to him. Um. But I, guess, I think it's intentional because this is supposed to be a year two Batman. He's not quite into it. He's still mopey and kind of has a death wish when he's doing this whole crime thing. He gets himself almost shot and actually shot multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, yeah, he's even like a little twerp when he's like consigning Selena to go be his little spy in the club and all that stuff. And the moment she's like, Nope, there you go. I got what I needed. I'm gonna go follow this lead and he's just like, No, wait, what are you doing? Come back here. No, no. And so like, yeah, it's it's like this kid who doesn't well, kid, uh this guy who is new and fresh at this and he no not everyone's listening to him because he's not great at this. He just has a lot of money and determination. <laughs>
0: uh it is pretty great that we get to watch Batman get his ass kicked a little bit. That is pretty nice that I'll say about this movie, too. Like, a lot of the fight scenes, you don't see Batman just single-handedly getting the upper hand constantly. Like, there are times where he is getting just kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah, Christian Bale, it always, it always kind of seemed like unless it was uh, a main character, he was going to take on every fight um, flawlessly. Well, not flawlessly, but, like, and Robert Pattinson's out there is like, all right, I'm going to just push punch this guy's face to a pulp. What was that? Oh, yeah, there's other people. Someone hit me in the back of the fucking head with a crowbar. <laughs> yeah, I need to take care of this motherfucker. Ow, I got shot. Stun fingers. <laughs> but then you
0: brought up, like, a really good point, and that is Bruce Wayne is so fucking lucky he has gotten no scars or stabbing or cut wounds, like, in, like, the part of his face that he shows.
1: Yeah, he's, he's getting beat up in all kinds of places, but luckily everyone's so generous to not hit the face and then he even, like, that one guy who crashes into the fucking, uh, into the fucking funeral, or for the fucking wake, uh, he's standing point blank at this man whose neck exploded off of his fucking head, and the explosion hits him so hard he flies back and is knocked unconscious, but his face... Perfection. It's
0: beautiful. <laughs> Still got that chiseled look and everything. Yeah, like... We watched him get punched in the face. Could you not give Batman a split lip? Could you just not do that? You know, it would have made sense. It would have been fine.
1: You don't have to stab (laughs)
0: the guy, I guess. But at least something that makes it a little bit more realistic. Because, like, if you're going to show that part of your face, and you're going to get punched in the face a lot, give me something here. That's the one thing that, like, uh, also never made sense in the comics. Because there's a lot of times where I've seen Batman just get the shit kicked out of him. Like, the point to where, like, he is crawling on the floor, trying to escape. He's bleeding from both eyes. His mouth is just completely messed up. Give him, like, eight hours of sleep, like a and d character. He pops up. Totally fine. No scars except for under... The, everything below the neck, scarred up. Everything above the neck, baby, that's
1: looking yeah. fine. Yeah, he some uh, somehow has, like, a fucking, like, notch on his eyebrow. <laughs> like, one of those sexy notches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he's got that one sexy scar. <laughs> Uh, shit
1: this one he even like pulls his fucking parachute too late or too soon i don't fucking know what did you
0: think of that scene because i legitimately could not when i saw this movie in theaters i laughed during that scene i couldn't help it because like i laughed too just the just please tell me it was because also you could tell by the way they had done the placement of the shot that he was just hooked up to a wire and that was a green screen like we all knew that was what it was going to be but you just did not make it believable in any sense of
1: the word it was it was one of those like snaps to reality where it's like no matter how how much you want to like make a grounded thingy oh yeah here's a comic book ass comic book where this thing that would have just fucking killed the man <laughs> <laughs> oh like, he should be dead top speeds at this fuck with this fucking flight suit and then this parachute gets hooked before it even has time to slow him down gets hooked on the bridge he eats shit on the top of the bridge which again by the way no scar on his face even though he eats shit getting like like fucked up in the face like you really needed like a comic book like uh ah! Or like a really comical, just like (laughs) I was ready for him to be like Alfred, my back, Alfred, and like he limped a little bit, but like after that, no broken ribs, no, no no like fractured leg or arm bones. That is
0: (laughs) that's Batman's ability. Eight hours of sleep, he is fine. He is okay. He will make it through.
1: he just gets scars when it's sexy. Uh,
0: okay. We have not only watched four Batman movies, all of course with Batman. We've also watched four Batman movies, each one with a different interpretation of Catwoman.
1: Whoa! So
0: we these are all connected not only by Batman, but by the character of Catwoman. And I, I liked Zoe Kravitz. I thought she did great for like, cause like at this point she is not referred to as Catwoman. She is still just Selena Kyle. She's not been ever referred to as Catwoman. And I thought she did a good job with the character. I thought she really brought something nice to it because, like, she never needed help. There was never a situation where Catwoman needed help. Catwoman always got the upper hand in most of the situations she was in. Except for at, like, the very end, you know, when it looked like she was going to get shot in the face. And then Batman just does a bunch of adrenaline or venom and just, like, that dude should be dead by how many times he was punched in the face, but, you know, who cares? Comic that books.
1: Also, I think she also needed help when she was getting strangled to death.
0: Oh, yeah, when was
1: that? I think she was confronting Falcone. This movie is
0: three hours long, man. <laughs> this movie is like, you know what? Maybe I need to retract my earlier statement, because I totally forgot about that until you just brought
1: it up. It's a part of her backstory. She's like That's half right. Falcone or something.
0: Yeah, she, like Falcone's her dad. That's her relationship with Falcone. And she really cares about Annika. That's right, dude. We haven't even talked about really the, like, Riddler's plot at all. This movie is long. There's a lot going on in this movie. I am now just kind of realizing the daunting task of having to talk about everything they put In this
1: one movie. Oh, ready your asshole, man, because we got another hour and a half of talking about this fucking thing. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm clenched and prepared. All right. I don't know if that's what readying your asshole means, but all right, I'm glad that you've chosen a way to address this. You're welcome. So, uh... Riddler, am I right? (laughs) Hey! How come he was going after... After that la- that chick at the very end, the mayor elect or whatever.
0: Because at this point, he's so far gone as a character in terms of, like, his sanity. He, he doesn't trust. He doesn't believe anyone is genuine anymore besides himself. He himself is the only one in the world that is genuine. So when he sees Bella Real, who is really someone trying to advocate for, you know, as the slogan goes, real change... He just sees another liar just wanting to take advantage of the renewal fund and just keep the corruption going, pocketing off of it, and letting the citizens who actually need it suffer. And then so what he was going to do was he was going, like, the whole process, the whole thing was to create chaos. It was just to create, like, actual chaos within Gotham. Not only the flooding, but, like, the full political dissonance of just, like, you can't trust anybody. You can't. And, like... No one trusts anyone anymore. All of these people just were, they were willing to kill her because Riddler was just like, she's not real. She's not going to be good for us. Just believe me. The
1: whole thing he did with, like, the earlier ones was people he all had, he had something on. He said he could very clearly point out their corruption, to point out, like, the fucked up shit that they did, how they were on the take, what they covered up. All these things. Maybe not so much with Bruce, so much as if it was like, hey, look, your dad's responsible for this shit. But then, like, yeah, he goes after Bruce Wayne. But
0: then you realize that he went after Bruce Wayne not because of, like, what his father did. It was just a personal thing. He was just so pissed that, like, people were caring about Bruce Wayne when there were all these other orphans suffering. Yeah. When Bruce Wayne, so of it, course, it's, was a billionaire. just like,
1: oh, it's, poor fucking it's Bruce like, Wayne. It's almost like you could have done something... With the whole, like, yeah, it's fucked up what he's doing, but what he's doing is making, doing tangible rights, like, unfortunately, in an awful way. Yeah. And you could have had, like, yeah, this is really fucked up, but, like, you could have had a thing where people were just like, yeah, hey, look, but, you know, you could have had, like, Citizens of Gotham, aside from, like, his weird fringe group, just being like, hey, I actually, wait, yeah, that guy was fucked up, and...
0: And that you saw and, that's what and, was happening and, in the city, like that and, wasn't and just the fringe groups. He's like, helping they were real stuff.
1: People. He's helping stuff just like the Batman, right? By stopping these criminals. And you saw um, that, like, remember at the
0: mayor's funeral, like all the people protesting it, like, like he had 500 followers on that like fringe site, right? But like yeah. at that, at that protest uh, was, at the mayor's funeral, like there were hundreds of people there, <laughs> and like they it was all fictional had masks gossip, TikTok. Too. Yeah, this fictional. the fringe talk you know uh like people were actually going over to his way of thinking slowly like public opinion was turning on the political system because he was showing the corruption of Mm -hmm. gotham but that's the that's the thing with writing comic book stories where like you have to have a clear bad guy and like a clear good guy like, no matter how you want to kind of blur the lines, they're always... This is, like, the problem with Marvel movies, too, where, like, you give a character where, like, it's gonna be a really great idea, and you're just like, wow, you're kinda right,
1: and they're just like,
0: now I'm gonna blow up a children's hospital, and you're like...
1: uh, You're getting into almost exactly what I was gonna point out, where I was gonna say, like, him going after Bella was what I was gonna call, like, the Marvelfication of, like, hey, morally gray villain who's kinda fucked up, but, like, Wait, are they right, though? Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's like the flag fucking smashers where it's like, hey, yeah, they're getting people food and helping people who've been wronged and forgotten by the system. But then, oh, yeah, let's blow up orphans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like you yeah, nailed it on the head with like a, hey, look, we well, we need we need we need our, we need people to say, hey, no, those are the bad guys. So we can root for our, our good guys. right? <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah, well, for the Riddler, real change is only, like, the
0: destruction of the system. <clears throat> so anyone who adheres to the system, a.k.a. Bella, to him cannot be trusted. Uh, and that only those who understand, like, the plight of Gotham can rise up to protect Gotham.
1: It would have helped me just so, like, just that little bit if he'd have had, like, something on her, even if it was the most mundane bullshit, like homegirl got out of paying her parking tickets or some bullshit <laughs> he was like you see you see she's using the system to her advantage kind of something <laughs> but the fact that he didn't accept a 10 percent like,
0: discount from starbucks for being in the in the campaign
1: yeah yeah something <laughs> it would have uh, just done that little bit of extra being like it didn't make any goddamn sense or if it we would have like you know been a reach but it would be like hey look at least his warped mind was like, yeah, I still got justifications. There's a thing. But no, it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to blow her up. <laughs> I'm just going to. So I'm, gonna... I'm sorry. I'm going to blow up the city, flutter into a place, and we're just going to shoot her, I guess. It's almost like he's crazy. Yeah. Also, those. Those. uh, <coughs> man followers were well organized. Also, um, everyone had their costumes. Everyone brought their AR-15s this you is america after all
0: you know what's really interesting too when we were looking at that video and you got to see the comments both his jacket and his mask which was shown on like that live television when they did the like trial over like tiktok basically that was just sold at a military surplus store in gotham like what is have, fu- yeah they said this like <laughs> this is like this is a tactical like winter mask it's sold at the Gotham military surplus store. And they wait, sell who? the winter jacket,
1: too. Wait. <laughs> like, case, yes, It was there the in case, the comments. Why, If that's the case, then why was he, like, telling Bruce Wayne, like, oh, I wish you'd have seen my mask. Oh, it was so good. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was
0: just a military Bitch, you bought mask. it at
1: Costco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also, Batman, you saw that. Why didn't you just, like or when you saw his outfit and everything, do you not want to, like, run some, do some crazy computer things where you run it just, like, through the system? It's like, where does his mask show up again? And it's just like, here at the Gotham Military surplus Store, we've got all your masks for tactical needs.
1: He was too busy peeping on Selena while she was changing. Oh, god, that was creepy.
0: That was, like, that was some strong Mask of Phantasm vibes, but in the wrong direction.
1: Uh, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. When I was watching it, uh, you and I think someone else who saw it was like, oh, get ready. Get ready. This is really weird. And yeah, it was. But I was expecting, because of the, that setup, I was expecting it was going to go so much worse. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: no, well, yeah, I guess we maybe. It's just because I wouldn't expect, like, I just never expect Batman just to watch someone like fully, like almost fully undress and then redress. And it was just the like fra- the framing
1: know. of it made it made him come off way more as a creeper. And it would have helped so much if they had just showed him like kind of scoping the room, like going back to look at the roommate, a- Annika yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that was a good idea. And if, what made it too like, was yeah, that he's, he's he's scoping around, like oh he sees her, she's going in changing. Like granted, like you know when she opens the closet. Yeah, you see, there's a bunch of shit in her closet that like looks like some fucked up uh, things that someone could use. So like you know you get that, but like him watching her the whole time and then cutting to him with like his like mouth open a little bit, it was a bit weird. So like yeah, if he had shown like yeah he's
0: especially the he's reflection shot in the window where you got to see him looking at her from like what would have been her perspective, and it was just like uh, oh, this is not okay. This is. This is gross, yeah,
1: yeah, I think the framing was really weird, and they could have done just a little bit of tweak just to make that a little bit. I think that know yeah, I like your idea, i do that that's that's something that i I think is a consistent thing with here, where I'm like, you know they have some cool stuff. they could have done a little bit of tweaks, I think, just that would have made me just like things a bit more. If they'd have shown, like, towards the end, like, he started being a bit more humane towards Alfred, I'd have liked it a bit more.
0: <laughs> yeah, why couldn't this movie end with him giving Alfred a hug? Like, showing some real progress as a fucking. I don't person. even need
1: that much, but I just need him treating him like a person and not just an employee.
0: I will say, I like this Batman theme. I think it's simple. I think, I think it's brooding. It's got a little bit of darkness to it in the tone that it presents. And yeah. I enjoy it. I think it's I think it's okay for a simp, for a superhero uh theme to be simple like that. I think I
1: heard it a lot. <laughs> you do hear it a lot. You do hear it a lot. You do so, hear it. They were very proud I of the
0: bum, bum bum bum
1: bum yeah. It is nice. It is a good theme. And when they do it for dramatic effect it's nice, but I feel like there was rarely a time where I just wasn't hearing that. It was like it was like every time Batman shows up, and it, 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 it's funny because you know you, it, stuff like you know Wonder Woman where she has that fucking sick guitar. Oh riff yeah, when, whenever she that shows name up, was nuts. It's like hilarious and it's <laughs> rad as shit. But they don't overplay it, so every time it happens, you're just like fucking fist pumping, like yeah, fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> <time." laughs>
0: you're just like oh shit. Dude,
1: I've gotta fucking go out there and just go running or something. You're fucking just headbanging the veins are popping out of your neck and you're just like fucking wonder <laughs>
0: you woman You dude. were watching this movie at home and you're somehow wearing sunglasses now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, yeah.
1: Um this one I you know, um distance could have made the heart a little fonder. If they had bit been a bit more sparingly, I think I would have it would have made it more dramatic. Did you catch like that little? Did you catch that little up.
0: Easter egg in the final like sequence, like the final like action sequence when Batman showed up and was fighting all the like faux Riddlers?
1: Mm, I'm gonna say I didn't.
0: There would be parts in the music where like it was going, and it had the Batman theme that we knew, like that this movie had set up, but it also would have moments where you heard like in sharp tones. Just, dun, dun, when, like, the theme would keep going. And as, like, the fight was going, I'd just, like, hear it, and I'd be like, Batman. And, like, that, they kind of implemented the original Batman theme in this final fight. Because that's what you would hear when Adam West would be fighting people. Just that, dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 Yeah, I don't think I caught that.
0: Yeah, it was it was a nice little Easter egg where I was just like, I didn't expect that. And they still slipped it in to fit the tone they were going for, too. It didn't feel campy. It felt
1: just, like, random. I had a question, and I don't know if you looked it up. I remember bringing it up, and I was like, wait, what? Um, and I don't know how true it was, and I don't know whether or not you bothered to put in the legwork, or if it's just like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, it was, like, near the last scene with Selena Kyle when she's, like, heading off, and she even says something about, like, having nine lives, some kind of you know, Catwoman esque joke. Mm-hmm. Around the time when they're having that conversation, it was like this high strings kind of music playing, and I, maybe it's because we finished watching like the um, Tim Burton Batman relatively recently that I was like, "Wait, were they playing the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman theme?"
0: I'm looking it up right now because that was actually a good.
1: A lot of birds or a lot of a you know um. A, avi- a, av, aviatical? What are you? What's the word? Um, a lot of aviary. a lot of aviary animals here. A lot of flying animals. We got Batman. I mean, we got. Oh, sorry, I guess not necessarily flying, but winged. We have bats. We have falcons. We have penguins. I am
0: excited to see the future of this version of Gotham and this version of Batman and where they're going with it. And I hope. I are you really saying there's hope. more
1: birds? I do
0: hope they bring in the court of owls. Like I, I like how. I like how in this movie, when they finally talk about Bruce's parents and how they died and when uh, Alfred is telling the story of what happened, he, or Bruce even asked him, like, so Falcone had my parents killed? And he just said, maybe, but honestly, it could have just been a random guy. It could have just been someone down on their luck who was like, who just mugged the wrong person. I He never could figure it out. And I like how they kept it obligatory like that. Because I want the Court of Owls to come in. I would really love for somebody to try to show Batman against like such a dangerous foe. Because it's literally just people like Bruce Wayne. It is the wealthiest people in Gotham that is running the show. And yeah. in the comics it was the Court of Owls that got the Waynes killed because they were constantly having to kill off members of the Wayne family because they would keep getting in their way of total control of Gotham. And I, I, I want that to be something that, like, this Bruce has to deal with. I would love for this Bruce to have to deal with, like, his parents' murderers in a different way than any of the other ones have explored, you know? Not like his... Not like in Tim Burton where the Joker is actually the one that killed his parents because it was like a regular guy turned into the Joker. Not like the whole Batman Begins where it was a random guy who ends up getting killed for trying to rat on a mob boss as well. Like like an actual organized idea to kill off the Wayne family to fully cement their own power in the underground of Gotham that they've been doing since the founding of Gotham. Like that... that that deep kind of... That finger that's always on the pulse, you know? Like, I like that concept of Batman having to deal with that.
1: Sure, that could be fun. The amount of existential crisis this poor boy is going to go through, though.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I don't know if Batman... Well, actually, you know what? I think think Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson did talk about how they wanted... Like, I think I know what they want to do. I think what they're trying to do is, like, so we've got year two of Batman... (laughs) Where he is, he is not Bruce Wayne. He is Batman. There is no Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is just a mask he wears sometimes when he has to. If it's necessary. So I think when Batman, the Batman part 2 we're going to start seeing that split between the two. Where he starts realizing he has to be Bruce Wayne. And that there are responsibilities he can only do as Bruce Wayne. Because he also sure. wants to bring in they want to bring in Robin. They want to bring in Dick Grayson. They want to bring in characters that like batman doesn't usually deal with in these live action films so what i think is by the time they get their third film because i think they originally wanted a trilogy it'll be that batman that is more like that put together person where he's just like yes he still has that trauma he's dealing with but he now knows how to differentiate between his lives and is willing to maybe even trust a little bit more. Like I'd love for sure. Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman to come back and by the end of the trilogy, she knows Bruce Wayne is
1: Batman and she's down with it, you know? Nah, get out of there, girl. Get a better life. Are you yeah, telling stay me stay in Bloodhaven? Are you telling me that they don't deal with with Robin at all in the Batman movies are you discounting the hard work of Chris O'Donnell yeah man it would
0: just be really cool to see like Robin brought to the big screen in a way that like was a coherent story for Bruce as a growing person Chris It'd just O'Donnell, be really great.
1: this twenty-something-year-old man who, for some reason, becomes an orphan ward of yeah, it would just make Val a lot Kilmer. of sense to be able to like you know <laughs> bring
0: in a character that really shows the child aspect that like Bruce has to remember about and become like the parent he's
1: meant to. be. You telling me that Chris O'Donnell didn't have child? I would really one- like for the child character. <laughs>
0: Okay, no, I don't I like don't Chris know. O'Donnell. This, I'm sorry. Dark, I love Chris O'Donnell tone. as an actor, but no, I don't need Chris O'Donnell's Robin. I
1: think with with this dark tone and this brooding Bruce, I can't see Robin. But like, I don't know. Maybe they could make it work. I'm not a fucking movie director. Fuck if I know. I mean, I, I, um, it, if they can do it in the
0: comics, I think they could do it on the big screen. If they're already gonna
1: try this, you know. Yeah, I just don't see it, but I'm sure they'll do fine. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Um, the only problem is
0: like, who do you cast? Like. It's going to be someone unknown. It has to be at
1: this point. We cast adult probably in his 50s, Chris O'Donnell.
0: <laughs> you know what? The Batman is a fun movie, but you know what would make this movie even better? With a dash of LL Cool J. That's right. Playing the character of the child war Dick Grayson,
1: we have LL Cool J. You're on to something there, man. Hey, man. I would watch that movie. I don't think it's this movie, though. What do you (laughs) think of uh, Commissioner Gordon in this movie? He's not Commissioner Gordon.
0: He's Lieutenant Gordon. Oh, sorry. The commissioner was that guy that got killed by the rat trap. Yeah, that's right. The very Saw-esque... The only Saw-esque trap, it seemed, really. What do you think about Gordon? Yeah, that was fucked up, man. Oh, dude. I actually... I love Gary Oldman, alright? I've always loved Gary Oldman. I love his work. I actually really liked him in the Dark Knight series. I thought he did a great job. And, uh... I think he made the right choice. Because apparently, actually... Uh... Christopher Nolan wanted him to play a villain, and he was like, I'm done playing villains. But when he read the script, he's like, but I do like this Gordon character. And I liked that. I-, I thought he did a great job. Jeffrey Wright in one movie is completely just like, pushed that to the side with this just like, really good take at a version of Gordon where he's just like, he fully still believes in the system. He knows it's corrupt, but he knows that if he just puts in the work, he could fix it. He's, like, that guy's, like, he looks over at, like, that X lover It's just, like, I just think I could fix her, you know? Like, I think I could just help. And he never wants to give up. But he is willing to just, like, push it a little bit, you know? He toes the line but never lets Batman go too far, which I think was really fun to see with when it was with Gary Oldman's version. Like, Jim kind of just kind of just turns everything over to Batman constantly, all the time, no matter what. He's just, like... Yeah, just a Batman deal with it. Well, this guy's just like, nah, dude i i gotta I gotta keep an
1: eye on you too. You know. I mean, they do have the scene in Dark Knight where he locks him in the fucking interrogation room with the Joker, and once he starts beating his ass, he's like, oh, I might have made a mistake. Oh <laughs> fuck! Fucked oh, up shit! Which <laughs> I think kind of happens here, where like he kind of really lets Batman in on things, and everyone. Everyone on the fucking precinct is like, Hey, why, (coughs) who, why are we letting this freakazoid here? He, he, He could be a part of this. And also, he's just a guy. Why are we allowing him to do this? And yet they let him get away with it constantly over and over to the point where, we've apprehended Batman. He's in a room with a bunch of cops. They're trying to unmask him. He doesn't let it happen. And then he starts kicking the shit out of some cops. And Gordon's like, wait, no, 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 It's fine. I'll, 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 I'll cool his jets, man. I'll cool his boots. Just, just give me a couple minutes with him. And they're like, yeah, all right. That makes sense. That's reasonable. Let's do that. And then as soon as they leave, he's like, Batman, you have to punch me. You have you can- to punch me. Here's the key. Punch me. And then he... And decks <laughs> And then yet yeah, like scenes later we're just like Hey why Batman still here? Not Hey there's the guy who fucking decked you and left while we had him in custody. Well, Less arrested By, him. That,
0: point, by <laughs> that point uh when he comes back and like he's working with them again they have proven like that they have gotten a good amount of the corrupt cops out now, now that they've caught in Falcone, and, like, they've, they've, they've gotten a little bit more information of what's going on and why Batman and Gordon did the thing they did, because, like, in that scene, there was a corrupt cop in that room right there, so they didn't know how many others in that room were on the payroll as well. Which, I know, I know that's very tenuous logic, and I understand, but... I feel like that could be the connection made there. Okay. (laughs) It's a comic book movie, man. I'm trying here.
1: (laughs) Um, Riddler puzzles are pretty, pretty good, where it's like, okay, these are obvious. Anyone can figure these out. Duh, these are easy shit. But then, like... There's like the galaxy brain shit where he has uh, has him uh, lead Falcone out into the fucking light so he get fucking shot in the head. That was pretty good. And even then when he confronts him at the very end when Batman's like, all right, we wrapped up everything, your, your whole thing, whatever. He's like, hey, did you get the other thing, the other part of my, you know, the riddle? And he's like, what other thing? He's like, oh, oh, you're not as smart as I thought, Batman. Oh, what an e- What a dumb dumb! What an absolute stupid head! And but then he's I like, actually, "Wait, wait, hold I on."
0: Loved that. I really hold loved up.
1: that. Hold up, wait, and then yeah, so it's like yeah, Riddler like has a good mix of like tricks where it's like you know you get the you know the funny obvious riddles that are in there, but also he's got some like like I said some galaxy brain fucking uh, ideas in there where you're like, "Oh fuck!" That oh wait, is- shit! This was according to plan. But
0: I also think that was really good writing for the movie because you've got this sequence where the Riddler fully believes in his mind that Batman is just a normal person. That Batman can't possibly be, you know, someone like Bruce Wayne who's super rich and doesn't care about the world or, like, the city at all. So he would f- he fully believed that, like, when he left the Tucker behind, that, like, Batman would have solved it. He's just like, oh, obviously it's the carpet Tucker, duh. But Bruce Wayne, who doesn't do everyday labor, doesn't deal with people who have everyday jobs or deal in like uh, the construction or upholstery business or like the carpeting business. He wouldn't know what that is until he talks to Martinez, who is a normal guy who's who has family members who worked normal jobs. Is just like, oh yeah, it's just a carpet tucker. It's a tool. That's it. Because Batman isn't a normal person. Batman, while he's trying to help Gotham, still is re- limited by the information of the fact that he is not an everyday guy. He grew up in a mansion with millions of dollars. He doesn't understand the concepts of just like <laughs> being a normal person on the street. So when he he, he couldn't put that together, so it's not that he's. Yeah, no, he's a little dumb. He's a little, he's he's like that. He's like that. Oh no, person I was dumb. making
1: fun of his his little his little speech. I wouldn't call him dumb. Now I just imagine Bruce Wayne is like Lucille Bluth is like, it's just a banana, Michael. What could it cost? Twelve dollars. <laughs> 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 that's just Bruce Wayne right there. <laughs> that,
0: in that scene, that's kind of what they depicted him as is somebody just like, oh, you literally didn't realize the most important clue because. You're Bruce Wayne. You don't fucking know what that is. I bet I could show you a screwdriver. And you're just like, huh? What?
1: Oh, yeah, because the average man knows a fucking tucker. Like, as if I'd ever fucking used a tucker in my life. I don't even, I've never even heard the word tucker in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's funny like for him to like figure out the thing. He just gets it, and he just like chips a little piece of wood, and then just tears the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I was like, yep, there you go. That did it, Batman. You got it.
0: <laughs> you know how to use the tool now.
1: <laughs>
0: Riddler's plan, though, was pretty insane. The fact that it worked, too, that he flooded the entire city of Gotham, that's, out of all the Batman movies we watched, that was one of the most boldest plots that actually worked in his favor.
1: Yeah. Hey, so... Like we have that TV camera of him being like, "Yeah, Bruce, it's what it's you know, just going around trying to solve the rights and all that stuff, Bruce Wayne." Like, and they even show like fucking Batman looking up at the camera like, mm-hmm, nay on the <laughs> on the Wayne scene on the Bruce Bay." <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, it's out there now, right? Like, one guy sitting at the desk. Because, like, there's no way. There's no way you're on guard duty and watching the fucking cameras. And you don't have fucking Batman talking to, like, the fucking Riddler. And you're not there just glued to it. Don't give me this whole, like, oh, yeah, he was probably just watching the cameras. He didn't give a shit.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, I still love that scene where he just starts singing Ave Maria in, like, a soprano tone while staring him dead in the eye.
1: Completely ruined for me before I ever saw this movie. It's still just, a good scene. I just saw the clip where instead of seeing Ave Maria, he's singing in the jungle so the entire time I'm just like And Baby's like, What are you doing? Why are you singing this? I'm
0: not gonna lie, that would have been way more unsettling than Ave Maria.
1: Uh yeah, it, it it is a good scene. It is ruined by by that, but that's fine.
0: Oh, you know, it's really a a good fun fact about the Riddler's character. When Matt Reeves was writing the script for this and he was writing a he was writing out the character of the Riddler and how he wanted the character to be, he actually thought about even though Paul Dano wasn't the first choice, it was actually Jonah Hill. Uh when Paul Dano did played Brian Wilson or uh, in the, the Beach Boys movie. He was thinking about that portrayal because in that movie, you actually kind of see the, like, I don't want to say anything bad about Brian Wilson. I don't know anything about the guy. I haven't done the research into him. But he was a little insane. Like, he was meticulous. And, like, even though he crafted really great music that, like, has lasted decades... He he ran it like a straight up military camp. Like he would not let them leave until they got it right, no matter how many takes. And he had the most dead look in the eye while he was talking to you, and he would not take a mistake. Like he was a kind of crazy character already. So I think it was really cool that like Paul Dano was then approached and he instead of like fully playing that character again. He instead made a Riddler, I think is going to be very memorable because he actually did kind of get the upper hand on Batman. He actually was a little bit smarter than Batman. While he might not have been able to kill Bella Real he completely destabilized uh, the Gotham government. He's flooded the city of Gotham. And by the end of the film, Gotham isn't fixed at all. Like Now there is a better public perception of Batman, but... Penguin is now left to rule the city how he sees fit because there's no one that can get to him. Uh, Martial law is in effect, and it was all Riddler's fault. Like, Riddler will always be remembered for this specific event because it actually worked. It was a competent plan that went off with barely any hitch to it. It It made Riddler an actual terrifying character. Riddler's always kind of been a joke. And like we see in a lot of new age Batman situations, that he's always referred to as a joke, and they even play on that in these new takes on him. Oh, do but they? with, yeah, like sometimes they'll use that against his ego. Like uh, I remember in mm. the newest animated one, Batman Hush, which I think came out in like 2018. Uh, they get the upper hand in the fight because Batman just keeps telling him, just like, "Oh, you just couldn't stand." That you're never gonna be like the Joker or like and or like Mr. Freeze. You're just a B rate villain in my rogues gallery. Like he straight up is telling him that to his face. While in this movie, like
1: Riddler kinda won. Sure. Well. And he didn't get exactly what he wants when he ends up crying like an asshole in his cell. <laughs> hey. How come we we uh we fucked up and we had like uh twins at the Iceberg Lounge? not that should be Two Faces thing? We need to bring those two those twins back and we have Two Face. <laughs> we'll see if we're even getting
0: Two Face. Reports are that uh, the Batman two the Batman Part Two is going to feature Clayface, so we'll see what happens.
1: That's a weird pig. Hey man,
0: Clayface had some of the best episodes in. Uh Sure, but Batman, it seems the really too, grounded. So.
1: It seems really grounded. How are you getting Two Face? I
0: mean, sorry, but uh, because you are you know, getting Clay, grounded, face? clay face, That was a pretty good pun. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Well, because like I said, like this version of Gotham, like yes, we got just more of like a noir look at him, but you could see that like. They could get a little bit weird with this. They could get a little bit strange. So we'll see what they're going to do. Yeah, all right. I think, like, there will be still that weird element of Batman where, like, there's some unexplainable natures to it, like Clayface. Like, if they use... I remember if they use the Court of Owls and they do it the way they do it in the comics, the Court of Owls has a legion of assassins called Talons who are... Dead bodies that aren't actually dead, just in a hyper, like, uh, stasis effect that just, like, when they're given a certain injection, it runs their bodies at an increasing, like, hot temperature that lets them still move and as if they're
1: still alive and have super regenerative features. So, they could get weird, you know? They could just get weird. You're assuming they're not going to take that into a dark, grounded version of that.
0: I hope so, because it turns out one of the talents is Dick Grayson's great great grandfather, because it turns out they've been stealing orphans from the circus this entire time and grooming them as assassins throughout like hundreds of years. Batman! Batman! (laughs) Batman. I mean, sorry. So, Kaz. It's me.
1: Did you like it? Um, yeah, yeah, it was alright. Um, I guess that was pretty long, and there's a couple things that I would probably would have liked that would have just made, um, okay scenes, good scenes. <laughs> I can understand that, yeah. Um, it was very long, and there's some cool visual imagery in there, but yeah, it had some laughs, had some cool little action bullshit bits, and. And some detective work. So yeah, it's fun. I like it. we Yeah. So did you like it?
0: I do like this movie. Um, it's a weird kind of situation where, like, yes, this movie's really long. It's a three-hour film, and it's really hard to, like, make time for that. But while you're watching the movie, in that time period while we were all watching it together, I never really actually thought it was overstaying its welcome at least with all the scenes while like yes it is a very deep written plot and there's a lot of different things going on it still all connects in a way to make sense with the story while leaving branching points for future storylines like the series do, this movie does set up the penguin series that's going to be coming out on hbo max It. Uh, sets up a lot of other future projects as well as characters to return or be established while telling probably one of the best detective batman stories we've gotten where he didn't feel like a zany character or a brooding superhero he just he felt more like a private eye and i appreciated that
1: there's gonna be a connected universe penguin show
0: Yes, it's going to be a limited series about what Penguin's doing while Gotham's flooded. It's basically, oh, okay. it's basically setting up Penguin to be the character he is while he's because like as you saw in the movie, he is a sidekick to Falcone and not a mob boss like he is in the uh, every other iteration. So this is his. The show is going to be his rise to power and taking over the streets of Gotham as like a major force in the city. Okay. <laughs> it also plans to do, like, uh, like an Arkham Asylum series, too, and kind of, like, with a little bit of a horror element, but we'll see if that's uh, never going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, though.
1: I don't like the things you're saying, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what things are you dreading in your life now, Kaz? Uh, and I just, it's like, oh, yeah, so overall, the movie's fine. Oh, but here's the extended lore Penguin series. I'm not going to make you watch it. Don't worry. No, I'm just saying. These sound like, oh... Alright, I don't... We don't... We, hey, we, if it's, it's just Colin Farrell being a badass,
0: I'll be okay with it.
1: Yeah, Alright, that's fine. That's fine. Anyways. What do you got going on, man? Man, I ain't got shit. Why? <laughs> you accuse me of... I'm going to accuse uh, you of so many things, but not over this podcast. This is Second Respawn. You can watch these live on Fridays when OBS isn't shitting the bed. You can catch us. We do variety streams on... Well, we do our stream every day, pretty much. You can find us at twitch.tv forward slash secondrespawn. That's number two, ND, and we're Respawn. Um, I think me and Bob's are close to finishing Divinity. I started on Metroid Prime. And does Death Stranding. And I think now he's addicted to Vampire Survivor. So, see how much it takes over his life. Um. I think I'm also close to finishing Kingdom Hearts 1. Um. Yeah. There's some other stuff in there. Check it out. Uh, and for me, you
0: can find me on my Twitch account at twitchtv forward slash sir square and i n i've only been really playing hades right now and i've been loving it as well as still doing a lot of D stuff when i have the time to and i've been talking about my DD stuff for a while and if you're interested in seeing some of the campaigns i have run in the past you can actually check out uh some of my campaigns that were recorded on case of cactus's channel Uh, She was one of our guests earlier in the year. And uh, since we both run a D&D program together for a Discord server we're a part of, um, she has taken those VODs and put them on YouTube. So if you're interested in seeing some of the horror stuff I've done or some of the other fun campaigns I've come up with, uh, go check them out. It'll be a lot of fun. And as always, we want to shout out our editor, uh, Tucker Wins. He puts in a lot of work every week to... Make sure this podcast comes out sounding really nice. Uh, you can also find him on Twitter at Tucker or on uh, Twitch when he does stream. Twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. Great guy. A lot of work. Love him. Awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Look, I think my closing statement about this when watching all four of these batman movies is that at the end of the day adam west had his fucking life together let's be real that bruce wayne got over the death of his parents pretty quickly he was kind of cool with his whole life he just fought crime because one he knew he was good at it and two a porpoise would kill themselves to save him so like it wasn't for his parents so if anything if you want to be batman be adam west batman